Today is March 26, 2022. This is episode 187 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Blattis and Shitter. And welcome everybody back to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me as always is my good friend and co-host Quentin. Saturday, friend. <laughs> It is Saturday. Good morning. And we, we oh, had good a, afternoon for you. It's, it's later. Good, it's, it's afternoon. But we had a long night <laughs> with our with our community. Yes, we had a very long. We, we did a double length uh, stream last night with the yeah. crab game. Yeah, we we doubled up the crabs last night and uh, <laughs> found the played, giant one, too. We, yeah, we found Tantan. Check it out, though. Uh, yeah, we, last night we uh, had our commu- uh, community game night because we're doing a Saturday episode and uh, like, like we do once a month. And it was fun. Now, everybody, we had some laughs. We did some things. We made we made a new friend who's currently in our ch- chat. Uh, <laughs> shrimp games. <laughs> uh, but also with us. Uh, internet working. <laughs> Shanty Man from Shanty Man Gaming. Hi, welcome, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. I am glad you can finally make it. Yes. Yes. So, so am I. Being without internet is the worst. It. it yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it is. It's really bad. It's, uh, we and I've been there before. Quentin uh, can let you know. Like we've had a show to do, and like I'm like my internet's bad. It's not good. <laughs> Was that the episode? Uh, no, that was when uh, my when I lived in Florida and my neighbor had cut the internet line when they were doing yard oh, work. Oh, I do remember that. Vaguely. And, and and they tucked the cable away in their bushes, so like they couldn't like Comcast couldn't figure out what was going on because they're like, "Where's the line? Just, should be here." Just hide it away. Hide it they away. They did. They just, really just, nope, like nope, the guys. Like it. yeah, they like they came up with a broken piece of wire, and he's like, "Yeah, they buried this in their bush so that hopefully nobody would see it." <laughs> Yeah, so they got it. Yeah, in my, in my case, it was the tech accidentally cutting our line when they were installing somebody else. So oh, that, that that was fun. Also, Comcast, buddy. Uh, actually, AT and T. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, like one of the like three places that you can actually get internet for here. <laughs> my, I don't even pay for internet. My part was touching the library, so I just have an Ethernet cable that's giving me access to their Google Fiber. <laughs> that's one way to stick it to the man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to uh, this week, Peter? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we have a new fan. It's, it's you not forgot. St- what? What did I forget? You, you forgot. You forgot that it's been a, what you've done this week. No, go, I, no, no. Uh, no, it's been a week. It's just been a busy, crazy, hectic week. Uh, yeah. so we got a new mint green fan. Uh, and yeah. I'm ex- we're excited because it's um, it's replacing a really not great chandelier or light fixture that we have in our kitchen it's like fake 
gaudy. Like it's just it it looks like it's made of bronze. It's not a good lighting fixture. It looks very old or very tacky. Like it kind of looks like it could be in place at an like a family style sit down old Italian restaurant. Like that you that's been there. Well, I was for like, I was thinking like the old like fifties diner type aesthetic, but I understand no, what you mean by no, old Italian. Yeah, it's like like it's a place where you know the the they've made the same meatball parm there for like twenty years and they ain't changing until someone dies. So <laughs> so uh, it's like that, uh, and we don't like it. Uh, so we have we've acquired a mint green fan that will help with cooling <laughs> uh, during the summer months. Uh, because it's really going to be cooling off uh, a large space, so mm-hmm. uh, we're just waiting on our electrician to message us back to let us know how much it's going to cost to do the wiring and set it up. So that's it. Unfortunately, uh, you'll never be able to show it on stream because it'll just get disappeared. It's true. I mean, we'll take a picture of it and put it on our Discord. But uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, also, a yeah. uh, cat update: Ash has pink eye. Uh, we're not sure how he acquired pink eye, but he has it. So, yeah, poor Ash. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> he's okay. Uh, he's pretty good about taking the drops. Uh, other than that, we did a little ladies' day on, on Monday with Susan. Uh, that was fun. Tiny crowns. Uh, Thursday we played wingspan. Uh, you won this. Yeah, that was very calm. I've I did yet, win this time. I've yet to win a g- game of wingspan. We've played two games. I've played three now, and I've still yet to win a game. <laughs> and that game, I've always come in somehow second. Like every time, it's like, oh, I'm second. That's it. I can only, I, you know, I can only just achieve second place in wingspan, which is fine. I just, I, w- it's a- I, I was super sneaky. I like did all of the hidden stacking stuff underneath, so no yeah. one could see what I was doing. Smart. Yeah, Once. and then just boom, win at the end. Yep. And uh, well, and we did a crab game yesterday. We crabbed crab game. Yeah. yeah. We did a lot of crab game. We had four hours of crab game. Yeah. Somehow we did not go wild after like we we listened to that music for four hours. It worked. We crabbed. <laughs> we crabbed. Although the music's not. I don't know the the intro music is pretty bad. Like the, the intro music is pretty yeah like that, like that high pitch like <laughs> like I don't like it. So and then the whole like red light green light thing with that face. Uh huh. Oh was, yeah. Red light. Yeah, green light. No. that's. I'm pretty sure that's the creator of the game. I think that's their face. Hey, farthest goose. Say, hey, farthest goose. Uh, so, what did you do this week? I mean, other, other than like crab game and. Oh <laughs> yeah. Spam. So aside from, <laughs> so it was spooky cast. Uh, aside from like, uh, the stuff that we talked about the the wingspan and crab game stuff. Uh, <laughs> I really thought it thinks the face looked like a YouTuber you watch. <laughs> Maybe you made crab game. Um, uh, no, uh, on Sunday or last Sunday, I also did my regular streams. Uh, we're gonna see if we continue those streams tomorrow. It, they're going to become an official thing. We'll put them on the schedule. Everything will be good. Uh, we had a lovely morning uh, Stardew Valley stream, which was really kind of chill. We're continuing with the uh, coffee casts and chill. All right, coffee casts and chat. There's too many c words that just like fit into that, and I just can't make a really long acronym. That would be. Too much coffee, um, cast, chill, co- chill cozy. coffee, casting, ca- and chat. Yeah, cozy casting with coffee while chatting. I don't know. See, that sounds a lot different. What cozy casting? If you put casting, oh, cozy ca- cast. Yeah, yeah, cozy. Wait, cozy casting sounds like a chilled out casting experience. Yeah, but whole different 
thing. Anyways, we could also have cats. I have Alfie sitting next to me. Different couch. Um, while sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, cats having a talk. <laughs> Chat for short. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we could also put cast like cast the person. They could they could be in the. T- I, I, we have so many c words. Anyways, coffee casts and chat. Current title works well. So we did a uh, we we moved to Stardew as the main game for that. I think we're going to continue that going forward. We're going to either convert my existing game into a. I think what we'll do is uh, convert my existing game into a multiplayer. If we have people that want to jump in. Um, so right now, uh, because I don't have anything modded or anything, it's just a straight up. Uh, I can have up to three other people in the game. So if someone is wanting to join in on that and uh, get a dedicated house, then we can chat about that uh, on Discord. Uh, I'm not just going to take the first like random people that come in because I want people that might actually be there quite often. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So that was pretty good with Stardew. And then uh, in the afternoon, we uh, did another a uh, little bit longer uh, Zelda Skyward Sword stream. Uh, which went fairly well. We got, uh, what did we do? Oh, that was the first Zelda, the Skyward Sword stream. So we did basically all the tutorial. We rescued uh, my bird. Uh, we wondered what was going on with these people. We went and saw some pumpkin soup, broke a chandelier, and then uh, tried to go hit only VIPs in the Stardew game. Yes. Um, and then we went and uh, got to jump through the clouds. And then, yeah, we, we went and... Uh, everyone's talking about the Stardew. I uh, got to the first temple. So I am now in the first temple. Uh, so starting tomorrow, hopefully we'll go through that first temple and see how that is. I have never gone through uh, this game at this point. Uh, I think I've gotten to the point where I've opened the hole down. But I don't recognize anything as soon as I jumped into the hole, so we're going completely blind. It's great. Um, and yes, yeah, so everyone's talking about Stardew in chat. If you are on a computer, this is not a console or a, a mobile uh, ability, but you can have a multiplayer game. You can have yourself and up to three friends. Uh, you can either start this multiplayer from the beginning, in which case <laughs> you will um, automatically have uh, four spots on your farm. And you can have like a, a joint farm for everything. Um, with, of course, everyone, as they move in, they'll get their own farm place. Or if you start a single-player game, you can actually convert it into a multiplayer game by going to the workshop and um, getting them to build another cabin uh, on your property. So you can go in and uh, pay 100 gold, and it instantly just builds that, so the person can join immediately. It's pretty cheap, pretty easy to do. Um, so that's what we'll probably do with mine because I already created a nice little beach area. And then, uh, uh, thank you for the gift sub, Tib. Tibian's gifting uh, hey. channel to, or a, a sub to, to Switch, fellow Heme Whiskers. Um, so, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, the, the uh, Skyward Sword stuff's going well, Stardew Valley. I, playing games that start with S, having, cha- uh, having, uh, Streams that start with C, I go apparently with the alliteration. Um, Susan will be accepting the bribes if we want to do it. Uh, okay, Chili did update. The consoles do have it. I don't know if mobile does. I don't think it does. Um, it is not cross-play, though. So if you want to join 
the thing, uh, chat with me in the Discord, and then uh, we can and figure out uh, who's going to kind of jump into there. But anyway, sorry, that was a very long rant for uh, what's been going on. So, what have you been up to, Shani? Um, a lot of work this week, so I didn't get as much game time as I'd have liked, but I did mm. get uh, at least... Uh, one more one zone's uh story done in elder scrolls online nice uh, nice. uh, on my na account because well the activity finder there has been on fire (laughs) it's very popular right now um it's a matter of they had a hardware failure and they it happened right as they launched their big uh update on pc Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so It took them a little while to figure out, oh, this isn't actually related to the uh, software. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Um, An Ethernet, an Ethernet port failed. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, And on my EU account on Elder Scrolls, I got into the champion points ranking. Uh, So I guess I'm kind of at mid game there, so to speak. Nice. Nice. Uh, What story? uh, What? What zone did you complete? Um, I finished or uh Oridon, uh for or the Old Mary Dominion. Nice. Nice. Uh do you feel uh do you feel like it, it, that ESO allows you like during the week, like when you're working a lot, like you can get like it is it like if does it feel good to like just jump in for like an hour or two when you have like that short amount of time to play and still feel like you're accomplishing something during your week? Yeah, between the questing and generally speaking, the activity finder is a fairly quick queue, even as mm-hmm. DPS. It's usually no more than 10 minutes to get into a random dungeon. So usually it's pretty good. Um, nice. And honestly, the biggest factor that's been able to allow me to do so is the fact that I can play on controller. Um, mm-hmm. I've just had such a big mental block with all the uh, data entry and stuff I do or wanting to play on keyboard is just happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Understand that. I can't I absolutely get that. It's it's rough. <laughs> absolutely understand that. I especially like I, I definitely try to use controller where I can now in most games, except for MMOs. I can't for some reason I just can't get through the whole thing with MMOs, but yeah. I feel like ESO is a little a little more friendly, I think, because of their button system. It's not. It's kind of like Guild Wars, where there, it's there's not a lot of buttons to use, so it's a little yeah. less hectic, I would say. Yeah, I mean the the hot bars are only six buttons, so yeah, yeah. So makes know. it a lot more bearable than something like Final Fantasy, where it's like eighteen different combinations in order to hit thirty six <laughs> different buttons. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick that up eventually because I don't know how much longer this mental block's gonna last, and I do want to get back into Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, so, I will um, have to uh, say that if you take it slow from the start, like don't jump into a level ninety character and try to map all your buttons, but like go into like a low level character and map a few buttons, then map a few and map a few. Like it actually works pretty well once you adjust. Like if you slowly adjust to it. Chilling check controllers. Healers. I don't. I don't trust healing on there because I bane a healer and I just can't. Uh, Susan and Chad would like to know how far along uh, you are, Shanty, in Final Fantasy fourteen. Are you caught up with MSQ? I am still currently in uh, the previous expansion. Uh, I Idlebringer. like I said that that mental block has been there for a couple months now, so I haven't made any progress really. I get it. 
<clears throat> totally understand. <laughs> it happens. Uh, well, let's let's get into uh, let's get into some news, and then we'll 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 interview Shanty. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so uh, there was a switch update recently. So make sure you're ver- you're on version fourteen point zero, and don't forget to update your Joy Cons. Uh, so. Uh, I have to update. I, oh shoot! I should do that. Yeah. See. <laughs> so, uh, well, Susan, thank you yeah. for the PSA because I probably need to do that too. Yeah, uh, probably. Especially uh, if I'm streaming on it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, Su- Susan Switch, uh, where her uh, exhaust is, the fan that's there is kind of grinding, and I don't think it sounds great. So I might, I might be updating to the OLED model and then transfer her stuff to my model because mine's fine so uh but hers not and then i don't want it. i don't want hers to break it'd be a bummer um final fantasy 14 patch 6.1 site has been updated and live letter 70s on friday so uh we're finally gonna find out what the uh new adventure journey is and i, I want to point Ooh. out that uh yoshi p uh the head writer for N Walker and the lore writer, and I forget their names. Uh, they all they were all doing an interview with uh, Famitsu uh, recently, and then Yoshi. I know I posted it. I put it in our our, our maelstrom our planning chat, but uh, <laughs> Yoshi P did confirm that he's like, yeah, Xenos made us adventurers again. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so we're we're all adventurers. Everyone's an adventurer now. Thanks, thanks, Zenos. I don't think we were ever not adventurers. Always, no, no. We just forgot about it. No, no. We thank Zenos. Dad, Daddy, Daddy Yoshi P says, <laughs> as he sips wine. Uh, Netflix acquires, and this is this is this is something. Netflix acquires its third gaming studio, Boss Fight Entertainment. Uh, it, ha, have you heard about this? You know that Netflix is slowly glo- uh, gobbling up gaming studios. No, but it is worrisome. That is worrisome, right? Like, um, I know that they did the first and a boss fight games. I know, I believe, uh, um, but I don't know what they're they're aiming for. But boss fight games does dungeon boss, which is a phone uh, a phone um game, and I don't know if they have anything that's not phone related. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they they mainly do dungeon boss, and I don't. Yeah, that's it. That's the only game I know that they they do. Which I, I used to play dungeon boss yeah. back in the day. It was like a good time killer. Like it was kind of like a set your party and kind of forget it sort of game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not usually like I don't play a whole lot of mobile games. So I it's weird. The question is why, right? Like, what are they aiming yeah. for? Because like so far, like. What is it? What is it? What's their angle? And I don't know if they're trying to acquire these studios for the rights to create content on their platform. Like, oh, hey, Dungeon Boss has like cutesy characters. We can make a, uh, an animated thing for Netflix. Like, is that the thing? Or are they going for we're going to own gaming companies to eventually Netflix break in the gaming in some sort of way or start a new subsidiary that's gaming focused, which as we all know, has worked for Amazon, and <laughs> so. To be fair, like Amazon's first-party stuff hasn't necessarily been great, but none of it's worked yet. 
but some of their non-first party stuff isn't too like as a publishing platform they've been more successful than a game studio yes yeah that would be a good way to put it yeah Yeah. lost ark has been good the communication for lost ark was really good they they have already admitted to messing up recently like and which was really good so now how much of that was smilegate versus that's a great question amazon (laughs) that is a solid question but i i mean i know that like we we've said it before that uh red red river red no what's what's the person's name they're like the yoshi p for for lost ark i forget like his nickname golden river I think it's a golden river. Oh, that mm. I don't know. Susan, Susan, someone will confirm for us. <laughs> no, Susan said golden river. I think it's a golden river. <laughs> Yo, Moogra, thank you for the rain. Uh, Appreciate hey. it. I, I th- oh. I'm going to say golden river until we confirm. Uh, I, I know that he's really beloved, beloved and like a lot of gold river, gold river. Haha. <laughs> so gold river, not golden river. So I was close. Okay, that sounds a lot better. Oh no. <laughs> well, uh, so I know that he's well loved and he really just wants the game. He said that I really want the game to succeed in the here in the in the West. Um and the, the even is going as far as trying to make the game less profitable on the terms of like they know there's some things that you can do to make it easier to to play the game and they would even like lower the cost or make it easier so people can just play the game just so that people are happier here and listening to our suggestions. So if Amazon tried to pull something to make it so that people spent more money and he came in and said, he put the kibosh on that. It's t- totally possible. I mean, Amazon Bezos is going to want to make money somewhere one way or another using their, their game studio. And unfortunately, they have to recoup their losses. <laughs> no. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, Amazon can be a, a loss. I I'll but, be real. Uh, I'll be, a, I'll be real honest with everybody. I mean, they're going to have to pull some big plays. I mean, if, if Amazon really like Amazon gaming really wants to make a splash, they're going to have to announce an, a new world expansion by the end of the year for the following year and have a big plans for it to make it say like, Hey, we still want to invest and believe in this. So. And not to mention, continue to fix the game. But yeah. That, that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's entirely, I mean, listen, I'm not, I, I have, I never want like I've, I've said before, I never want to see an MMO die. Uh, I think games can be fixed. I mean, look at no man's sky, like where it started and where it is now. I mean, that game made a complete, uh, you know, 180 from where it was head, where it's, it, where it dropped and where it is now. So, I mean, you could if, say it even took off. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it really did. Right into the stratosphere. <laughs> oh, funny. so uh, uh, more charity gaming to help Ukraine. Um, Fortnite, uh, it, I believe all Fortnite bundles are selling and they're raising millions. Uh, so far as of March 25th, they've oh. raised $70 million. Uh, in also, that, no building. No building. No building, all money for Ukraine. Let's um no that's no building all all donations. Love, all donations. Uh building resources, no building in game, but building resources for Ukraine. That it kind of that's got that's got a nice little ring to it. <laughs> I don't no one at Epic's gonna listen to this. Uh but uh you know, thank you to Fortnite. If you dislike the game, that's fine. If you dislike Epic, that's fine, but they're doing a good thing, and that's a lot of money going to help Ukraine. So yeah, good on them. So 
Uh, and also, last but not least, I added this. Kirby's uh, taking over Target uh, for the Forgotten Lands release, so Kirby's going full uh, mouthful mode on the uh, iconic red spheres outside of Target's. Um, I still find that a little bit weird. That's fine. <laughs> I think there's, there's well, one there's, just from Kirby mouthful mode taking over things is a little bit odd, but uh, he could take it, over a it, lot. Yeah. But it's not the it's not nearly the oddest marketing campaign that this that we've ever seen. No, <laughs> no, it's not true. It's not. But is it for um... Nintendo? Yeah, I'm going to say no. They've done weirder. They've done some strange stuff. Have they? Yeah. Yeah, they have. I can't think of anything. They've right done. Now. They have done some weird stuff. I mean, I, mean, I can believe it. But. I mean, uh, what, they did some weird marketing when they did uh, Mario versus Rabbids. <laughs> so, That's true. That is true. So, yeah. and and that game succeeded. It's getting a sequel. So, I mean, <laughs> did it did? I mean, this year. This year, yeah. I, I have the first one, and uh, it's. I, I may need to jump into that and see if it's. <laughs> Tivia wanted to said, I still passionately dislike mouthful mouthful mode. And the first thing that my mind went to is like, is that like hungry hungry hippos? That, no, that's like French kids. It is. <laughs> but no. also true. But like inexperienced when anyways. Um but but it is hungry hungry hippos, isn't it? Mouthful mouthful mode? Hungry hungry well like like mouthful mode is just Kirby trying to eat absolutely everything. Hungry hungry hippos is just trying to eat everything. Yeah. Mouthful mold is just the evolution of hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, but was that Nintendo marketing or Ubisoft? Uh, I believe a mix. Uh, they both, both of them, Bofa. Uh, because I think to use uh, the rabbits is Ubisoft, but uh, to use anything that was Nintendo related, they had to uh, work with Nintendo because Nintendo is very, yeah. very picky about their, about their. They're very picky about it. I'm all. surprised that game even got made. Like, <laughs> shocked. I mean, I can understand it getting made. Yeah. But um, also because I think it's their IP. Like, they're primarily... Yeah, but they trusted a like, different company with their characters, though. I think they've done that before. They did it with it, Rare. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare for Nintendo to trust a third party, though. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and when they do, <clears throat> let's uh, let's be honest. <clears throat> if they do better, like Donkey Kong, they'll come in and swipe it up <laughs> real quick. They snatch it up and be like, "No, ours now." And the rares guy, like, "Fine, I'll make Diddy Kong." How you like that? <laughs> this yours? No, no, this mine. This mine now. <laughs> mine now. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, we we've uh, we've done it. Kirby has taken over everything. We're all in Kirby. We all now live inside the mouth of a Kirby. So that's it. I really hope that doesn't end up as a episode title. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, well, with that, Shanty, welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, we want to learn more about you. So, Shanty, with that being said, tell us who you are and who, where you come from, and we will come find you. <laughs> well, where did um, you come from? Where did you go? I, I am not Cotton Eye Joe. I'm stopping that right there. <laughs> um, so let's see a brief history of my uh, 
with MMOs specifically to mm-hmm. to start. Um, I started initially. I observed friends playing in mucks way back in the uh, early aughts. Uh, for those who don't know, multi-user chat kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that piqued my interest, and at the time, I was playing a lot of Warcraft Three. Um, and then they announced World of Warcraft. So I first started. I first tried to start when I was in the army, and let me tell you, on uh, barracks Wi-Fi, that was that was pretty much a no-go. So, yeah, that's that seems reasonable. Yeah, so I ended up waiting until I was back out of the army in 07, and uh, I ended up starting again in uh, Burning Crusade. Um, then life happened, got in the way, and I took a very, very long break from MMOs. Um, before getting back into MMORPGs, I did spend a solid couple years playing uh, Ebony, that MMORTS, mm-hmm. uh, pretty hardcore. Um, but my god, the pay-to-win in that game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> You mean I can buy a stronger thing? <laughs> Here, take my money. <laughs> oh, no, it, it was more the insidious, oh, here's a chest, but you need to purchase the keys to open it. Uh, <laughs> ah, the old CSGO strategy, I understand. Oh, welcome to the loot box. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then I got back into WoW uh, with BFA and the uh, old soldier cinematic just kind of really appealed to me as a vet myself. So I got back in, saw what that was about. Um, then I went to Final Fantasy XIV last year when I was uh, recovering from kidney stones and mm. a couple surgeries involved in that. Uh, it was much easier to deal with on painkillers uh, at the low levels. So, um, you know, you hear the slower GCD and all that. Not really true, but okay. But so... I, I dived in and really, really enjoyed uh, the uh, bar- Archer and Bard starter starting area and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, this uh, past year, I started streaming a bit uh, initially to stream WoW for a friend who had, hadn't played since Wrath of the Lich King. And really, I was just trying to show her how much the graphics had improved um <laughs> fair and 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 the better design quest hubs and all that mm-hmm. um so that started with that and then abk went and abk'd all over and i started streaming final fantasy 14 instead um also recently <laughs> recently i've also gotten into elder scrolls online and uh again the controller has made it easier to play hopefully i'll get back to streaming soon uh that'll be dependent on we're cutting it out with these this mandated overtime stuff yeah uh but should hopefully be back to streaming very soon here understood so uh, you said that uh and you and we, and we talked about a little bit earlier that uh playing with the controller has been helping you a lot because of your your day job uh we I know that WoW had a temp uh, a a mod for for controller mode. We know this because Chili used it because uh, Chili is also a controller player, not not good with the, so much with the uh, mouse and keyboard. Um, do you feel because uh, now that Microsoft is is purchasing uh, uh, currently ABK, uh, do you feel that? And we know that they've added uh, native controller support in the system. It's just it doesn't have any like 
UI for it yet. Do you feel that that is going to be something that Blizzard will eventually look at, especially with Microsoft's backing? Um, I, I think it might be time for them to start looking at something like that. Um, because let's face it, a lot of players play Final Fantasy because they can play on controller. They play Elder Scrolls because they can play on controller. So for them to have as big a market share that they have and not offer the same full support, like the, there, it is there, but it's not great. I, I've seen some uh, some streamers try it, and it's janky at best is the way I'd describe it. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know Chili's uh, short uh, review of it was that in some aspects it was better than Final Fantasies uh, with certain options, but it, it was clunky because it was a mod, right? So it didn't work perfectly like Final Fantasies did. Um, and but he Chili, rated with it. Yeah, and he rated with it. Like, so it was entirely viable. It was not an unviable option. He did rate with it, and he healed. So, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's something. I know uh, when I used to do uh, the the WoW nightcap, uh, we I put out a poll once about uh, controller support and then bringing the game to consoles. And boy, was that a a point of contention with a lot of people in the game. Uh, oh yeah. boy, they were ups them so mad. People were like, "Oh no, people will be terrible." I'm like, "It's viable in Final Fantasy. People raid with it like mad." <laughs> and consoles, bro. <laughs> like, well. Now, now you're now you know now now your daddy is is Microsoft, and now it can happen. And what are you going to do then? So, like, uh, Microsoft seems to be well. First of all, like being Xbox, they do have a strong incentive to offer controller support for everything that they do. So I can yep. definitely see them yeah. bringing that in as well. But even mm-hmm. aside from that, like Microsoft and Xbox have done a really great job, I think of improving controller support as well, not only from just offering support for controllers, but also having accessible controllers, right? Yes. They, have, they have that whole modular controller system so that even if you can't necessarily hold like a traditional controller, you can actually build a controller that kind of works for you with larger buttons or like pedals or, or whatever that allows more people to play your game. And like if you're going to build controller support, why not also just build all that in? And can you imagine the audience that would grow for your games, whether it's ESO or WoW or uh, I guess those are the, the two main MMOs that they own now. Um, <laughs> they, they, that, isn't it weird that, to say that they own two of the biggest MMOs currently on the market? <laughs> it's weird that they own any MMO, honestly. <laughs> Like, I, I remember the last one they owned. It, it, it didn't go well. It did not go well. <laughs> so. Yeah, but like, yeah, just having that larger audience and being able to bring that accessibility into it. Because traditionally, like you said, like controller support has never been great. It's like some games are pretty good with this, but there's not really like a standard for it. Like I remember playing Final Fantasy on it, you still have a million different buttons. You have to do all these different shift combinations in order to actually hit. I think by default you have what eight, sixteen, twenty-four. I want to say like twenty-eight different co- buttons that you can hit, depending on which triggers and such you you go through um, for your abilities only, like not including anything else. And then with like ESO, you said you had six buttons. With uh, Lost Ark, you have uh, what is it, eight, sixteen mm-hmm. buttons. 
but if you look at the control schemes for each of these, like they're all vastly different too. Like you pick up a mouse and keyboard, you're gonna have WASD is typically your movement. One, two, three, one through like nine or something is gonna be your abilities. It's the same same thing over and over. You can go from MMO to MMO, and it's the same setup. You do that with a controller, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I think it'll be interesting to see how that kind of progresses, especially between those two games. If they add the controller support into WoW, mm-hmm. will they use a similar system to, say, Elder Scrolls? Yeah. They wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be able to do that without another major pruning of the class abilities, and they just started unpruning them in Shadowlands. So yeah. I don't know if that's the direction that they particularly want to go. I would, I would sooner think they would go the route of Final Fantasy fourteen in some aspects, where they have like maybe like a crossbar situation. But at the end of the day, with even with some unpruning of things, WoW still has a lot less buttons to press than Final Fantasy fourteen overall. Yeah. Um, so I think that they could probably get away with like less hot bars than you do like with Final Fantasy fourteen, where you're just like, all right, I got to hot bar three to start. Playing. <laughs> Uh, so I'm sure overall, like it would be easier to switch between things and, and really, cause like, you remember like crafting's not as involved, like it is in final fantasy 14. So like crafting, oh, not, would, not nearly. So like really it would just be your, yes, right. yeah, your movements, um, and stuff like that. So as long as they don't go the lost arc route, in which case you have to like click L3 and R3 in order to actually do things. Nope. <laughs> I hope that is not the case as well. I don't. That's, I don't think it would be. So, yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I again, I hope that with accessibility controllers through Microsoft and and thing, I hope that it sees some change. Other than everything else, but we want it to come with it, like the, the better, you know, environment for the workers and and everything else that comes with that. So, um, so. We know that uh, you're you're currently on stance level Final Fantasy 14, but I, I, I know that you're digging pretty pretty good into ESO. Uh, so, what is it about ESO? Not to compare the two because I, I know they are very it's MMOs, but you know, same same theme park MMO. But what what is it about uh, ESO that makes it a little more accessible or easy to to jump in and out uh, versus Final Fantasy? Um, there's the fact that the whole world scales to you, um, so that. I don't have to worry about okay, am I good? Am I high enough geared for this zone? It's okay. I I go here. I do this quest. It's um that and the voice acting. <laughs> like it's <laughs> nice to be able. To, it's nice to be able to hit A and just sit back for a couple minutes while the voice acting goes on for a quest text. I I can say like you are still back in Shadowbringers, but when you get to Endwalker, the amount of voice acting in the game increases even more. Mm-hmm. Like Endwalker is probably double the length of Shadowbringers in terms of content, and Shadowbringers was pretty pretty intense. Uh, yeah. So you are definitely going to get a lot more voice acting as you keep going through that. Yeah. So positive. <laughs> is it a positive? Yes. But I I agree with Chanty though because and then Susan even said it it's like oh, everything yeah, ESO is like everything is voice acted everything is voice acted and all the side all the side quests you have NPCs who if they have a quest to give to you will 
stop and say something along the lines, do you know how long I've been looking for you or something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been chased on a road by stop, an NPC. Adventurer. You know, I did. That has happened to me. Like, literally, I had an NPC run up to me and stop, adventure. I have a question. I'm like, who are you? Why did you find me on this road? <laughs> you look like this travel traveling, like, I don't know, covered in rags and like, and they're just like, hey, you must be an adventurer. Like, how, how did you know? I was like, I, I like, I just, nope. I, I might, might be getting to go get something. Uh, I, I oh, was, I, I, I was, uh, yes, I, uh, yeah, I remember one time I was just running through like my, cause I was playing a warden. So I'd like running through with my, my bear, uh, in, in ESO. And like this person runs up to me and like, adventurer, my, I need help. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, what is that? Wait, you said you were a bear? No, no, I had a bear because I was a warden. Oh, okay. Because so, I was yeah. confused. If you were like turned into a bear, then ran up to you and be like adventurer, I'd be like, yeah, I have two tanks. Uh, first, I have the dragon knight, which is like the sword and board, and then I have a warden. Once I once I found out a warden could summon a bear to help it, help it tank, I was like, oh, oh it's, yeah, yeah. I went the, I went the magic tank round. So, <laughs> are you a bear? <laughs> I can't remember what I was playing. It was one of the healers, though. I wanted to play one of the healers. If I went back to ESO, I probably... Actually, no. If I went back to ESO, I know that I would try the Necromancer this time. I, I, hear, that, I hear that the Necro Healer is one of the best, especially yeah. for the uh, oh crap moments. <laughs> because because one, one of their ultimates is you can revive up to three party members. So Oh, nice. Yeah, no, like the last time I played ESO was just before that whole expansion piece came out, so I never got to try Necromancer. I was actually trying to play so that I could play that whole new content, and then I just didn't have anyone to play with, so I stopped playing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Necromancer, so I feel like that would be great. When I, when I think intense healing, I think of Necromancer. And, <laughs> and, and going back to the initial question, that's another appeal, is the class flexibility. Um, mm -hmm. You can... No matter, well, you can have up to four builds saved uh, with their armory system, and you can have a Magicka uh, DPS, a Stamina DPS, a Tank, and a Healer all on the same character. Similar. Oh, so you can not, actually, like, respect basically as, everything? Yeah, not quite as good as, ah. you know, Final Fantasy, but the fact that you can just change things out as you need. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, I can't, that was... Oh, sorry. I was gonna say it, it play like again. It plays, uh, and if Tibian's still in chat, because we we talked about this, a little bit about this <laughs> in our Discord about like how close is it to an Elder Scrolls game? I would say fairly close. Like, I mean, it's still got that MMO aspect of the classes because it's like an you know Elder Scrolls game. Like, you can just be whatever you want. Um, where this is a little more focused on, you still have that flexibility. I feel that the Elder Scrolls game, like a mainline Elder Scrolls game, gives you. But in terms of an MMO, which is pretty neat, like my warden can also be a magical DPS. It's a tank th through and through, like it says it's a tank class, but I can I have the option of being a magical DPS as well. So, uh, Tibian in chat is asking if he's going to lose out if he picks the wrong class. Uh, there really is no wrong class. Um, honestly, it, the only way you lose out if you pick is if you pick something you don't enjoy. Yeah, Beca because yeah. it does have all that flexibility. I think there is that diff there there is a definitely a difference. Whereas, like, if you play a class that is primarily a tank and you try to play it like a mage, it's probably going to be weird. Like, if you try to play something that doesn't make any sense, 
you might be run surprised. into more troubles. <laughs> but, like you, you can do it, but it might not be as easy as though as if you played a class that was intended to be the playstyle you wanted. Well, um, actually, it's more it's more close to uh, Final Fantasy in that the weapons you use will typically determine what kind of build you're going for. Mm-hmm. Like sword and board is specifically for tanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have you have restoration staff goes to healers unsurprisingly so so like that that was definitely one thing that i remember when i played eso is like before i started my character like i did all this research to figure out like do i want to do stamina do i want to do magic do i want to do this that like how do i want to build all this because what i was figuring was like once i decide yes i'm going to go with stamina like i need to build towards that build up the skills specifically for that build up build for that and if I just figure out later that like I messed up or something, I'd have to basically create a new character instead of like I have to start over kind of thing. Well, no, that's not true. You could always just respec at a shrine of Morrow. So yeah. To to be fair, I don't even know if I got up to level ten. So okay. my experience in ESO is pretty limited as it is. <laughs> um, and I think if I went back now, I would definitely change my playstyle because I did go as a healer. I had my restoration staff. I had uh, something else I can't remember, so I could like not be terrible solo. Um, Typically, it's the build for a healer is uh, Destro and, Restro- and Resto staffs. That could probably be what it was. I don't remember exactly what it was because, again, I was level 10 and this is like three years ago, two years ago. Uh, just before the necromancer came out, so uh, yeah, I, it, there's definitely things, a lot of things that have changed. So I would love to jump back in there if there was only more hours in the day. Because um, yeah, it definitely seems like a good game. The problem, like for me at least, like I am not a fan of the Elder Scrolls series. Like I think it's great. I think a lot of people really enjoy it. It's not my I style do. of game. Yeah, I really. Do. So I would definitely need someone who enjoyed it to kind of go through it with me and be like. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to, I, I am, and I, I will say I am excited for the new Elder Scrolls game that will eventually come out in like 70 years. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I think it's because I... mean Skyrim I, too? Uh, <laughs> no, they're probably going so, uh, somewhere else like... Uh, what's... Oh man, it starts with the B. Uh, if I remember, like islands. Uh. Like I think I've heard rumors of like High Rock or something like that, but I yes, yeah, I don't know if I'm remembering that right. But yeah, no, you you are correct. You uh, High Rock would uh, is like one of the next locations, so or the the potential next location, so. Uh, and, and Whenever that's, that gets released, and that's people pulling from like uh, pictures and then pulling up like maps of <laughs> like Elder Scrolls fans will like pull up a map in a minute and be like, "Well, based on the trajectory of the uh, like <laughs> this and like the way the camera moves in, and based on this, where this city could possibly be, <laughs> like that's they go too deep." Yeah. Um. Uh. So with with. Uh, your streaming, uh, I, I noticed uh, like anytime I could check out a, a stream, I, I it'd be mostly because I would be lurking because I'm sometimes like working sometimes the days that you did stream. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I always caught you playing ESO and, uh, and I would say like I, th- I think it's always fun to watch people play ESO because. In terms of, like in Final Fantasy, people like watching people 
for I think a lot of the story reaction they do because they like especially if they're going through the story for the first time. I think at ESO, I enjoy watching people play ESO because I unless they already are like at the high end and done everything, then you're watching them for like a specific reason, like uh they're gonna do a, a trial or something like that. But somebody going in new, I like it because they're like they always happen about upon something, and I'm like, what is that? Like, what are, what do they just like? Because you never know. Like, it, exploration in that game is phenomenal. It's so good. <laughs> it it is up there with like Lost Ark, <laughs> like except and, off the map stuff. There's nothing off the map. <laughs> couple of killers. And and honestly, the exploration is rewarding as a gameplay feature too. Between the sky shards, the uh, skill points you can pick up in mm-hmm. in delves and public dungeons and all that. So going over the map, uh, you know, finding all those side quests, it, it's a bunch of fun. And like like you said, no two ESO streams are ever going to be the same because even <laughs> if they're just diving in, they, they're, they may go completely different routes with what side quests they pick up. And, and I will say it's one of those games where... It, and I, I can see why it's overwhelming, right? Like, I, I think Susan felt mm-hmm. very overwhelmed. but then. It started to dawn on me. I think if you if you strip away like what like because if you have a very structured game or used to structured MMOs, yes, ESO is a theme park, but it's a theme park with a very loose leash. I'm going to say like it's it's not like there's a, a lot of things for you to do, but there's a lot a lot of of hands off, right? Where it's yeah, like, it, it's a very sandboxy theme park. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> Tippy and I'm very excited for Skype Oblivion. I, I am as well. Uh, when it's when it's closer, we'll we'll talk about it from in a news section, probably. Um, <laughs> you know, in 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it, like, my favorite thing is always watching people, like I said, explore and and find sky shards, and even like the public dungeons are really neat. Like the like you get quests there, you just go in there for fun, and there's. Like they're massive. Like they're never. They're not small. They're like they're like giant like areas that you can go in, and there's people in there trying to like go through and and clear out stuff for quests or or get gear or whatever the case is. There just seems to be like a lot of attention to detail um, that Zenimax puts into that into the work. Um, with that being said, um, I know you've also streamed Final Fantasy fourteen. Do you feel? Uh, how much do you feel there is a difference? Not not necessarily in your style of streaming. I think the, in streaming the two games, how do you feel there's a difference? Like, do you feel like one is a little more fun for you to stream versus the other? Do you feel more comfortable streaming one versus the other? Um, at the moment, I feel more comfortable with ESO because, again, going back to controller. Um, but uh, honestly, I stream them for a bit different of reasons. Um, the for Final Fantasy, it's enjoying the story of a JRPG with people. Whereas uh, with Elder Scrolls, it's much more about, I'm just going to do this, have some fun, hang out, chill. I can see that. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. It's the different way that games kind of play too, right? Like Final Fantasy is definitely like, here's your, here's your story, do it. ESO is like, here's your world. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> figure out something like do it do it it's it's a lot more open-ended i guess yes. than final fantasy in that sense yes yes it is because you can pick up the main story quest in eso at any point you could be 
um, like 1500 champion points. So you, you've done like almost everything and mm-hmm. just finally start the MSQ there. Yeah. I, and I, there's also like all the extra like side content, right? Like there's like the, the, the dark brotherhood, which is a staple in the elder Scrolls series, which <laughs> is a whole like assassins slash, I don't know how to explain them. Like they're, they're, they're always up to nefarious things like thieving and, 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 but then you, there's a whole quest line circling them or you become a, a vampire or a werewolf in elder Scrolls. Like there's a lot of neat things that I think that again, make it an ultra Scrolls game with an MMO aspect um, that you don't necessarily get in other MMOs sometimes. So. Yeah. I was a vampire in my playthrough of oblivion that died because I got, Bugged into a cave at 113 hours. The NBC in that oh, cave that was supposed to drop the key no. to get out did not. Oh no! Yeah, it, that it, it caused a very long grudge against the Elder Scrolls franchise. Like until I picked up ESO, um, I hadn't touched an Elder Scrolls game since Oblivion. I never played Skyrim. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that absolutely. Um, it, actually, I don't know. Does Guild Wars doesn't allow you to use a controller, right? Um, Glen Angel has done it, but it was through integrating it through Steam. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Chili knows those hacks. Yeah, Chili did use those hacks on that for Crab Game. Uh, <laughs> Chili pro pro Steam controller uh, hacker. Um, Chili's just controller hacker man. That's all he is. Um, do you? Uh, so, w- with your comfortability level, with uh, leaning towards, I think a little more ESO, and like you said, for different reasons. But like, I think I, I, I you strike me as like just uh, having a chill time and, and enjoying some streaming and just enjoying a game. Uh, having to play on controller, I, I find when I stream and play on controller versus mouse and keyboard, I could focus a little more on the stream. That could just be me. I feel like there's with some mouse and keyboard MMO gaming, I got to focus on like my buttons and pressing them where like if I'm playing a controller, but it's also maybe like, I feel like if I'm playing a controller based game, I'm not focusing as much. Like if I was like when I did the Kirby demo on Monday, I got like chat because I was just like, all right, this is simple. Like this is very laid back. (laughs) Right. It's a lot less on the muscle memory, so to speak. Uh, So. Mm. uh, For (laughs) sorry. Um, So. Like you said, it's, I am not thinking about, okay, now I need to hit two, four, three, or whatever your rotation is set up as. It's, mm-hmm. okay, X, Y, A, for instance. And, yeah. it's just, and it's just moving your thumb, so it is easier to focus on the stream. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. Like, I, feel, I have a lot of controllers around here, so I could probably make it happen. Because I, I like... Uh, I just have my it, two but, controllers. Like, I have the... Nope, oh, the Steam one. Steam controller. I have the Steam controller, and it's over yeah. in the living room because that's where the the Steam uh, deck is. Um, not the Steam deck. They're the the little Link. like Link. the Steam Link. Yeah, uh, and the Steam controller was unique. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <Yeah. laughs> it's definitely it's, unique. It's that. It's that. <laughs> I mean, I've I've had better controllers. Um, <laughs> it was a cool concept. Is I yes it, that very cool concept but uh <laughs> so 
so we talked a lot about the controllers. And, 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 do you feel like MMOs are focusing on accessibility uh, more? Because I know there's a lot of games out there now are are thinking about that, right? There's a lot of games thinking about uh, what you just made a face, and I'm not sure if it's something I said or something in chat. <laughs> Neither. It's it's the whole accessibility MMOs. I'm waiting for you to finish and to, to hear Shannon Man's thoughts on this. Uh, okay, because I, I I'm I'm also I curious. also have some. Uh, okay, uh, do you feel like MMOs are starting? Because I, I know, like I was saying, I know there's a lot of games out there that are starting to come out with like an accessibility thought, like be it, oh hey, we've added uh, colorblind mode, right? Like things to make things easier. And I know that WoW added a colorblind mode, and I believe Final Fantasy XIV did as well. Correct? Uh, am I, I, I don't use it, so I don't remember. I don't go. I don't dig the into the options. They, they do. Often. They do. They do have a colorblind mode. Uh, yeah. For Final Fantasy XIV. So. Um, so and, yeah, I do, I, I do think that MMOs are starting to lean into. Maybe we should uh, make the game more accessible to more people. Whether or not it's for good reasons, that's another debate entirely. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I do feel like, especially in the past three, four years or so, we've seen a lot of strides in terms of colorblind modes, controller support, uh, Mm -hmm. um, even being able to uh, manipulate the text size in some games Mm -hmm. so that so that if you're having issues reading a smaller font, you can make it larger. I, I but again, get that, yeah. But again, whether or not they're doing it for the right reasons, that's, a, that's another story. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I know games are adding more. I'm happy to see it when it gets added to games. I feel like it's still very much an afterthought. And like, even when they add it, it's not really like, it's more of a, like we're checking a, a, a like we're taking off a checkbox of like, Hey, we have accessibility modes, but they're not necessarily good accessibility modes. Like look at even like final fantasy has some, okay. Has some pretty decent accessibility options. It lets you change colors, UI sizes, text sizes, you can readjust the the indicators, like controller support. It has a lot of those, but then it creates fights like Shannon. Uh, you you're not familiar with this, but but P three uh, Pandemonium, the third Pandemonium raid fight in Endwalker, which is a giant like lava fire arena, which is of course red and orange, with a giant flaming phoenix bird, red and orange, with Guess what color the ground indicators are for the AOEs? Red. <laughs> not great. They're not great when you aren't using accessibility options. Like you can't barely see the orange and red AOE indicators. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the accessibility options are not great. There's like there's definitely like a disconnect between hey we have accessibility options and still building your game to be highly accessible. Mm-hmm. Like and same thing too like. Oh, we're we're making stuff that's high contrast, so we'll make like blue indicators on a red background, not colorblind friendly. Or like green and red indicators, again, not colorblind friendly. Like there's a lot of things like that 
um, that games will be like, hey, we're adding accessibility, but then they completely, uh, the accessibility is to make it easier for people who don't need the accessibility to access them. Which is, I, I find that kind of frustrating. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, like, it's a lot of like, we want to, we're, we're trying to do accessibility, we just don't know at all what accessibility means and are yeah. talking to people who need that accessibility. Um, which, I, again, going back to Microsoft here, I think that they have a history of actually involving people with accessibility needs and getting their direct feedback um, when building these things. So I'm hopeful that like, if ESO starts doing more accessibility stuff, if WoW does more accessibility stuff, um, that they'll kind of bring that mentality into it and be like, okay, as someone who can't use a proper controller or a keyboard or mouse or who is colorblind, how, like, what would make it easier for you to access this game to, to be able to do the things that everyone else is doing. Do we need sound alerts? Do we need uh, better color indicators? What, what would make it more, or what would make it a better experience for you? Yeah, Cast points it, puts it a direct, like they miss the target and don't actually involve people who need those things within the design of them to test it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tanareth as well. Those who need accessibility often have to make their own software and hardware to be able to play games. Like, yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have to. Yeah. But the industry as a whole is improving. And yes. while, while it's not there yet, it's good that it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. I, and hopefully it is, like you said, like sometimes they're... Uh, like the reasoning why they do all of this isn't necessarily the the best or like the most uh, altruistic, but the fact that everyone is kind of moving in that direction can hopefully get to the point where they start doing it in a more altruistic manner. So it's not just we're doing this to check a box, but it's like okay, we actually are putting in all these things so that people can play that. And I think as a like coming again from a business perspective of like. We want this to make money. We need to to kind of reason for this. Like a pretty good reason for this is like if you make a game that is highly accessible and allows a large number of people to play it, a lot more people will go to that game than the competitors because they can actually play it. Right? Like if your options are I have to hack in this support in order to maybe be able to possibly get some sort of experience versus it is completely native and I don't have to do a whole lot and it just works for me. That's a competitive advantage over everything else. So like from a business perspective, it even makes sense. Uh, even though they're, they're not doing that yet. Yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> Sad times. Yeah. And, and like Susan points out as well, like there are streamers out there who have various different accessibility needs and some of them stream, some of them advocate. Um, there's a lot of them out there and again, we don't hear a lot about them, uh, especially in different circles and whatnot, but it, following different people in the industry, both in the games industry and streamers, players, etc., like hearing their opinions, figuring out their needs and just having a conversation with them really highlights the severe lack of um, 
accessibility options that we have available today. And like you said, they are getting better, but they're they're nowhere near a priority, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Cass said it, improving, but in their opinion, too slowly, which is it's fair. Like it, it probably should have started years ago, but it's starting. It's you know, but at what speed? It, I think I think once we see bigger companies start making bigger strides in it, um, it'll be good to see. I know uh, Microsoft was at GDC and they did a whole uh, a whole panel on um, Game Pass, right? And how much that's affected their thought on um, wow, it it was perfect timing on the cameras that Quentin put down his drink, but Shanty Man picked his up, so it looked like he just passed the drink over. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so I, I so G, G, when Microsoft is at GDC talking about Game Pass, they they were talking about like oh you know how much Game Pass has started to increase gaming in people's lives and like how much has started uh, like I think it was like thirty percent of the players that own Game Pass started playing other genres they don't normally play. So I wonder if they could start using that data to say how can we start helping people with accessibility through like the game like start looking at that stuff like hey. Uh, how do we get people that you know that acquire that accessibility in gaming? How can we bring it in so we can start helping them? And and it, I think that's going to help. I think that I think that it's good to see Microsoft looking at those numbers, even though it's just based on Game Pass right now. Just looking at, but it, increasing gameplay. And if people are saying, "Hey, I need accessibility for these games," Microsoft would be the right person to be like, "Oh, hey." Let's start thinking about that because if more people are, are spending forty percent more time playing video games and playing, and then a, a chunk of that is playing different genres, how do we spread that across the genres? Like fighting games are tough, right? Like you usually most people try to get a uh, a fight stick, and yeah, that's great. But what if somebody loves Street Fighter but needs it to be needs an accessibility controller and you know, and so like so I start to think about that stuff. You know, or if they have to use a foot pedal and you know to help them, you know, play that game. So, um, so with that being said, like with all the accessibility and controllers out of the way, like uh, where do you, where do you see the MMO genre going in the next couple of years? Like, we, do you feel like we're just? Do you think it's gonna we're gonna hail the golden age? Like, I know a lot of people are saying the golden age is gonna happen again, or the renaissance of MMO gaming is gonna happen. Do you feel we're just gonna be stuck with what we got <laughs> and, and hope for the best? Um, so I think over the next couple of years, uh, especially with Final Fantasy XIV evolving, with ESO continuing to do their quarterly releases of DLC and uh, chapters and all that, um, I think it may start pushing us toward a more enlightened age, so to speak. Uh, don't want to call it a renaissance because honestly, I think we've hit that period, uh, especially once Final Fantasy XIV became a realm reborn. Um, because we all know how bad the game was at launch. Um, so looking at the potential offerings that are coming up, um, if they if they include accessibility options, if they include more ways to play that aren't necessarily chained to quest hubs and everything needs to be done in an open world or everything should be done in an open world, if they are able to inject their own flavor into it, I feel like we could be coming up on a very good age for us. Right on. 
I I know recently even Guild Wars Two uh, Arena uh, Arena that just said that yeah there's going to be a, a fourth expansion for Guild Wars because th- this one did so well and they want to continue to <laughs> which is great because like when like we didn't know any expansion was happening I mean, there was, they were silent and quiet for so many years they had no leadership and all of a sudden like they got a leader and all of a sudden there was an expansion and that came out and it was good <laughs> so. I'm hopeful. Like I, I would like to see. I would love to see Guild Wars get a, a maybe a graphical update as well. Like I know their their game's aging a little bit. Like so, right. And I think uh, one key thing that will be a necessity for us to reach that enlightened age, golden age, whatever you want to call it, is more developers adopting the Final Fantasy XIV or ESO uh, live letter uh, kind of okay, this is our roadmap. This is what we're looking at. And not only doing that, but taking player feedback from, well, they didn't seem so hot on this idea. Maybe we should retool it and try something different here. And just kind of being more transparent and open about their processes, not necessarily like, here's all the things that we're working on, but like, here's kind of a preview of what's coming up. Like, how do you how are you kind of feeling about this hearing kind of keeping an, an eye to the ground or near to the ground of like players kind of really want to do this sort of stuff like let's try that out just being very open with that communication and keeping that line open so that people aren't left with like you know oh hey by the way we're we're going to release an expansion in 8 months surprise yeah and again tying to the feedback point uh it's so it's not you think you do but you don't uh (laughs) (laughs) because blizzard has had a history of just kind of coming out saying things and then even after players give feedback not really acting on that feedback Mm -hmm. so from what i'm seeing over there it does look it does look to be looking better but I, I feel like they still have a ways to go to learn from other games, which is used to be one of their strong suits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like they, they definitely have a communication problem to put it nicely. A lot, <laughs> a lot. Of I was communication. being nice. I know you were, I'll, I know you were, I, I, <laughs> I, I have every right to not be as nice. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> You have much more experience with them than I do. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> Shantyman, they, they call you Shantyman for a reason. <laughs> uh, Why is that? <laughs> well, um, so I initially chose the name uh, as kind of a nod to the historical Shantyman. Um, you know, they would lead tasks in, in by performing song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of chose Shantyman as kind of a nod to that because once I do get more settled into streaming, I do want to start doing more community type things. And, you know, Shantyman is kind of the leader of the people working together. Um, okay. but, but I do also write some uh, gaming shanties. <laughs> Oh, you, are you, they supposed to lead things or just? Hmm? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. 
Oh, sorry. Like, are these supposed to lead things? Like you were talking about, the, 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 the task leaders and such. Like, are these gaming shanties meant to inspire to to start things, or just these are just more fun and me take yeah. me taking my, two of my passions and melting them together. Cool. Cool. Well, uh. <clears throat> Can we request a shanty? <laughs> uh, yeah, you certainly can. Um, All right. So I am going to ask that you join in. Um, so I've, I've never done a shanty before. So your lines are real simple. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be, we'll level up, we'll level up Joe. Sweet. Okay. Can do. All right. All of them? We are gonna mess this up, just so you know. We've never pulled off something the first time, so all, all the we'll, all the will level up a level we'll up Joe's. Got it. Can do. Let's go. All right. When I was just a wee sprout, so my game mom told me, we'll, we'll level, level up, up we'll level, level up, up Joe. Joe. <laughs> that I should not be grinding mobs. That quest would give best XP. We'll, we'll level up. up. We'll, we'll level, level up, Joe. <laughs> we'll level up. These quests are stacking right up. We'll, we'll level, level up. up. We'll level, level up, up, Joe. Joe. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> we'll level up. We're bound for the next quest hub. We'll level, level up. up. We'll level, level up, up Joe. Joe. I used to do the starter quest, but now they give gray XP. We'll, we'll level up. up. We'll, we'll level, level up, Joe. Now I do the dungeon quest, but pugging drives me crazy. We'll, we'll level, level up. up. We'll level, level up, Joe. Joe. We'll level up. These quests are stacking right up. We'll, we'll level, level up. up. We'll, we'll level, level up, up Joe. Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The goal... All right, so uh, the full lyrics are going to be in the show notes. <laughs> they will. <laughs> and yeah, the, this apologies for uh, our not uh, terribly synced or planned. Uh, we, we might. We probably should have tried it during the pre-show, but we probably should have. No, no. Wait, this is the, we do it live. Yeah, we do it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, a victory. Because if we would have gotten it so good. People would have known something was up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do it live. Yeah, we, we do, do it live. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, Susan would like to make a note that Maelstrom Radio has no future plans of becoming a musical-based podcast. Yeah. Susan will also note you that I can hit the baritone on a good uh, she shanty. She will. She will. Uh, oh, hey. Hydrate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, now I just have like three more minutes of boat sounds. <laughs> just hang out and listen to this for like the next three minutes. <laughs> just give like a weird ASMR thing. Yeah, like Peter has sang a few rounds of Wellerman. I like it. See? <laughs> it's in there. I, well, it, yeah, I have a. Unfortunately, I have a good voice for podcasting. Uh, 
I don't get paid enough for radio. And uh, sorry, you got to look at my face when I stream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll stop the, the boat sounds. Uh, well, uh, I did it. We did it. We did it. We sang a thing. Uh, we tried. We tried. Not, not only did you sing a thing, you sang a debut. So, yeah, look at that. Ooh. Debut worldwide song. first. Worldwide. We finally did a worldwide first. <laughs> finally. <laughs> 187, 187 episodes in worldwide first. Oh, I, I got two. You got two worldwide? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, uh, we came up with a, a new song for the Songbirds, and I got to hear the, the debut of that as right. well. Yeah. Well, look at that. Moving up in the world. Two worldwide first on the show. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't on the show. That was post-show. But You know, you know what we deserve? Oh, no. We deserve burger nuggets. Not what I was expecting, but also not surprising. I mean, did you want something else? No. <laughs> yeah, but I knew it was coming regardless. Well... Shanty man, thank you for coming on Maelstrom Radio. Can you let everybody know where they can find you one more time? All right, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Shanty Man Gaming. Awesome. I like, that makes like, it really easy to find makes you. It's so easy. <laughs> Consistent branding. It's it's you got to do it. It's true. <laughs> yep. Unless people steal your name, in yeah, which case, and then play a oh. game you don't you don't really believe in playing. So. <laughs> so. Whoever has mails from rad underscore TTV. Well, I wasn't even thinking of that. We still don't have our Twitter handle. That's true. <laughs> that person just said, I wonder if we can petition. Three pops out immediately as I say that. Like, hey, you can follow us on Twitter. It's not our typical uh, branding. Yeah. I wonder if we can petition for that one. That's a that's a discussion. I'm sure it's a, yeah. that other. The other one only has a one follower and they don't even tweeted in like eight years. Um, well, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shanty. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully next time we have uh, you come on, we, we find out where your journey has taken you in Final Fantasy 14, where you are in ESO, and maybe what, what new MMOs are out there. <laughs> Talk about those. And hopefully all, all accessible and controller ready. And maybe we'll get better at Shanties. Uh, well, I'm not promising. Or coordinating oh, right. Shanties. Uh, what? Oh. We can try. We can do one of those things. <laughs> Rather to coordinate yeah. them or or get better at them. We can only choose one. So coordinate. I'll I'll choose that one. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so with that being said, Sunday streams with Quentin are a thing now. That's right. Sunday morning. No, if they finish tomorrow. If, if I do tomorrow, they'll be. Oh, a thing. okay. Well. That's what it says. So keep an eye out to see if it happens tomorrow. If it if, happens tomorrow, they will be a thing uh, officially. So I'm going to tell you all, send out your energy like, like Goku summoning a spirit bomb, and then he, he might appear. Not Goku. No? Mm. No, that's the chili does no. the Goku stuff. Mm. Uh, send out your cozy stream vibes and see if Quentin just appears with like coffee. There you go. All right. Or tea. I just don't say my name three times in the mirror. I will not appear. 
Mm-hmm. No shrimping. <laughs> shrimping eighties. <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't. If it took us all the way to that. <laughs> That's a good show title. Susan, I know you're already on it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Monday streams with uh, me are still a thing. Uh, so uh, show up on Monday and there will be a stream and I will be there. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, March 31st, myself and Quentin begin an epic Hi. adventure with Paul and Chili of Moogle Round Radio. Uh, into Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. BST. Uh, they they hit a time change, so there was there was a moment where they were still a, a small and brief window where everything was one hour earlier for them. But now it is British summertime. Yeah, it is. It is now British summertime. And with that, when we reach 777 followers, there will be a Kigurumi stream. Uh, it won't be in the summer. It's, 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 it's so hot. It gets so hot in my room. <laughs> it's just, no one's going to like getting, that. We, we want to do it right. So we're getting closer. We're at 630 followers. We're almost there. So, so here, here, we'll, we'll spicy it. We'll spi- uh, Get it. We'll make it spicy. No, no, no. Um, um, <laughs> sweeten the pot. That's the what I was going oh, for. Sweeten oh, okay. the pot. This is how they're like, you want to do a spicy Kigurumi stream? I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll sweeten the pot here. Uh, we're at 630 followers. So when we hit 666 followers, we'll do something else. I don't know what that is yet because I do need to get permission from Susan and Peter. Mm-hmm. But we'll do something at 666. All right. So, so we're 30, 36 followers away from that. Hot tub stream? No. <laughs> just, just no. no. No, Susan's like, ooh, because that would mean we had to get a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, well, no, I, was, I, I was worried for a second when you thought like spicy Kigurumi stream. I was like, I don't know. Like, guess what? no, <laughs> no. See what? See that what, was Maelstrom Radio after dark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, see what's under the Snorlax uh, Kigu <laughs> shorts. <laughs> Kigu in the uh, hot tub. Kigu. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, with boat sounds <laughs> <laughs> and shanties <laughs> oh bikini on top of the outfit okay anyways before this goes yeah 666 we will do something maybe we'll finally make peter beat hades maybe we'll have a 1v1 hades competition i don't know we'll figure out what that's going to be uh but we are 36 followers away from that and we are 147 away i was doing math Mm-hmm. Uh, from hitting our Kigu stream Sweet. goals. So, math. Math. Well, share with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, with that being said. Well, with that being said, thank you one more time to Shanty. Thank you to Quentin and Susan. As always, till sea swallows all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. 
send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash Discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 